All right. Hey, everyone. I'm here with my friend David. We are doing a Skype interview, so we're really excited about that. Um, David, why don't you kind of just start us out with just sharing us sharing a little bit about you. Okay. I... I was born in Texas. I'm not going to go through every tiny detail, but I, I was born in Texas. My mom and dad joined the North American Mission Board when I was, I want to say, nine years old. I can't remember the exact age, but <laughs> that that took us up to Wyoming, Lander, Wyoming specifically. And for me, I think that's where my journey began, really during the time living up there, my mom and dad, we, we worked on an Indian reservation wow. and then answered the call to be a pastor. So I became a pastor's son and <laughs> pretty much did everything but what a pastor's son should do uh, <laughs> during that time. And, uh, really came back down to Texas for, for college. And that's where I met your husband and we, <laughs> became best friends, but, uh, it was during that time at college leading up to when I got married to my wife, April O'Brien, that, uh, the, I began to notice the Lord and in active ways, uh, even just looking back on and seeing the Lord in active ways. But if I, if I were to sum it up in a nutshell, it's I, I have too many words in my head all the time. But um, I have that problem too. It's okay. Yeah, I, this may be a long interview. <laughs> well, my, this... my wife can tell you I like to talk a lot, and I just, <laughs> it's in my nature. I can't help it. But um, but basically, pastor's kid grew up grew up in that, and uh, I a little bit about me apart from just. That whole spiel is uh, I'm a woodworker by trade. I'm a custom picture framer. I work at Wayland Baptist University in Plainview, Texas, and my wife and I are dorm parents or supervisors of a dorm full of 18 to 20-some-odd-year-old, I'll call them gentlemen. Uh, I'll, I'll be nice. Call them gentlemen, yeah. We'll, we'll call them gentlemen, so... <laughs> But that, that's sort of who I am and what what we do. That is a lot. That is really cool. That's a lot of different areas that's really unique that you don't really hear very often from Indian reservation to woodworking to, you know, college supervising, <laughs> making sure everybody's kind of where they need to be. And, and, you know, also being a steward of that is really cool that not many people know about. I don't think many people know that that kind of goes on at colleges, but that's really cool. That's right. really important. So David, you mentioned back like, you know, kind of even as early as when you were nine, you begin to get to feel like that's kind of where your journey started. And you looking back, you can see the Lord move. Um, you know what? I know him. We always, we always kind of try to talk about if someone were to ask you the three things that are the most debated to debated today are how do you know that God is real? How do you know that he's here? And how do you know that he's good? Um, we try to answer those questions. So yeah. in your life, I know you've had a lot um, in your life since you were nine. And especially here recently, just knowing you as a friend, knowing your family has been going through a lot. Can you just share kind of what God has put on your heart to share regarding that? 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, first and foremost, I mean, just sort of honored to be talking about it anyways. We we had this summer, well, this year really has probably been the weirdest year of our <laughs> lives to date because uh, really in December, my, my wife lost her, her grandmother, her mom's mom. Uh, oh, and... Uh, she was she was a great great woman. She always we, we would get around every Christmas and she would say, "Okay, we have a lot to be thankful for." And uh, she would she would mention those things. So it's it's bittersweet, you know. It's uh, you miss them, but mm-hmm. yeah, uh, definitely. We you know so th- that year sort of started. This year started off that way, and then in March, um, I lost. I, I say lost. My my brother, all these people we we lost due to death. Uh, all all Christians all know the Lord, so we know where they're at. They're not lost. Oh, man, that makes such a we, difference, doesn't it? Yeah. Oh my Gosh, goodness. I was just having a conversation today. Like, how do people do hard things without Jesus? Yes. Like, yes, I yes. don't know. It's, it's incomprehensible for me because I in in March, end of March, uh, it was a Sunday morning, ten o'clock. Got a text from my mother. Uh, emergency, call me as soon as possible. And so I stepped out of the, the service we were at here in Plainview, First Baptist Church, and I walked into the, I, I want to call it a parlor. It's where April and I got married, uh, actually. Oh, cool. Chapel. Chapel, Chapel yeah. yeah. Um, we walked in, I walked into those doors, and Mom, Mom sort of paused, and uh, she said, Michael, uh, Michael passed away this morning at 10 o'clock and that's my brother, Michael. And I, you just, you're devastated. It's mm-hmm. a devastation. You, you can't, you knew part, we knew it was going to be coming because of where he was at in our hearts. We knew that, but you're not, you're never prepared. No, uh, no. Yeah. Just like having a child, you're never prepared for those things. Say Absolutely hey. not. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it, it, we went on, and a couple of months later, my my grandmother, um, my mom's mom, uh, passed away due to due to lung cancer, as did my brother. So wow. it it was these things back to back to back to back, and you just sort of at some point you feel like a punching bag uh, because you feel like well. All those all those times growing up, you you hear from different people. Life's not fair. Uh, you know, life's not fair. You got to be tough. And uh, I, I think out of out of this season, the most has been where the Lord. I'll I'll go back here real quick because I the night we found out about my brother being diagnosed with cancer, mm-hmm. uh, lung cancer was what it was, and it was a stage four when they found it. Um, and then a couple of nights later, wow. we got moved. I, I could be off on my days, but a day or two later, we got moved out of the dorm we were living in. As I said, we're, we're dorm parents, supervisors. We live in the dorm with all these people. We got a bed bug infestation no. at our dorm. We had to move the entire dorm. Oh, to, my goodness. To a girl's dorm. Thankfully, this is during the summertime. So we had. Still not fun. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> we had to do laundry for about 15 to 20, 20 people before we could move into this new home for two or three weeks. Oh, my goodness. 
they got rid of this mess and it, but it, it was sort of funny. Uh, I go back to that because we're sort of devastated already. And then there's this insult yeah. of we're going to take you out of your home now. And now you're, nothing's familiar. Uh, you know, we as people like to have some kind of continuity with things, mm-hmm. whether or not there's this innate sense that you just, when things aren't working the way you thought they would, you just sort of get, uh, you know, sort of tense about things and that it, it's noticeable. Um, but here we were in a girl's dorm, no girls there, but we, uh, uh, we were dealing with that and guys, guys, you know, attitudes of having to do the same thing we were doing. And so we were trying to manage the best we could, but I, the, the, the night we moved in there, uh, we got another call saying the cancer had spread from his lungs to his brain, um, as a secondary cancer. That it felt like it's one of those moments where you feel like, okay, should I prepare for, should I prepare to say bye to you? Or am I going to see you again? It, it was one of those moments. And I got to speak to Michael and he was just his words. Oh, I mean, through tears, through tears, of course, we were both speaking, but his words were to just trust in the Lord that he said, it's weird. I completely dislike what we're having to go through right now, but the Lord's given me complete peace about this journey. And I have no idea where it's headed, but (laughs) he's given me peace. Wow. What a testimony. And I was losing it. And that night I just sort of April, April always goes to sleep. My wife always goes to sleep before me. And I'm, I'm a night owl, and I'm in charge of this dorm, so I always stay up and sort of watch <laughs> make sure things are working the way they should. And, right. Uh, that night, I read through the whole book of Job. Wow. Just, just skimmed through it. and That's not a light read at all. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> but, and I can't tell you why. No, mm-hmm. I can't. My... My brother was going through, uh, was it seminary at the time? Yeah, he was going through seminary online because he had he had oh, he has a wife and three little girls, and he was going through seminary while being all of this to all these different people. And he had written a book right before he was diagnosed on the Book of Job. Not written a book; he'd written a thesis. Uh, paper let's just I don't, right. I don't know what they call it in the religion department but he wrote paper <laughs> and it was of the book of Job and he also wrote a paper of uh, Paul's ministry wow and don't think that is coincidence no uh, <clears throat> because it was out of that man he 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 would call me and say oh, man I really want you to read this writing was not a strong suit of his so this was like <laughs> a big for him yeah. And I remember that night, you know, culmination of all this, I read through the whole book and I just want to share this real quick. Cause it's, I'm, I'm, I'm reading out of the ESV just because English standard version. Is that correct? Yeah. English standard version. And, uh, it's where at the end of Job chapter 42 is where he sort of realize, realizes, you know, Job has gone through his whole, spiel with the Lord where he's 
out loud his dialogue, my Bible says, wildly blurting out, basically, wow. these things to the Lord. Sounds uh, kind of like me sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it gives you a good mental picture, I think. But the Lord comes back to him with a response of, with, with telling him all these different things. Can you, he, he asked him all these questions. The Lord asked Job, um, man, I'm losing my spot here, but he, he tells me all these different things of, do you know where the, the storehouses of the rain is kept or the snow is kept? And do you know where he's, he's asking Job these questions. Of course he can't answer them. Right. God is telling him who he is. Man. I, I am who I say I am. And that, that hits home here because it's at the end of the book that Job, in response to after the Lord speaks to him in this way, um, it's a reproof. The Lord is, he's, he's telling him, you spoke before you knew what you were saying. You know, I, I know, I know, and you don't basically. That, that's, the, that's the David dumbed down version. But the, Job confesses that, uh, he confesses that the Lord's power and purposes will not fail. And that hit me in that moment because when when things like death or any anything really uh, that just sort of shake you, the book of Job, regardless of you know the Lord restoring the fortunes back to Job or the end of the book is just Job getting everything back. Right. Uh, Can and, you share a little bit about the book of Job, like? Uh, you know, not, not don't share the entire book. You know what I mean? But like a little synopsis. <laughs> Let's just read it together. Um, just in case, you know, there's some people out there that don't have a whole, you know, an entire idea of what that is. Can you uh, just share kind of what he, a little bit of what he went through and then, you know. Yeah, absolutely. I, I always think of sort of a, a man's man when I look to it because you have – Oh, man. You have a guy who loves the Lord. He knows the Lord. He goes to the Lord. Um, he knows him. Right. Yes. So I don't have yes. a better word in the English language to say, give a good definition of. Man, that is, that is so true. That is so true. Mm-hmm. It taught, I mean, the book starts off talking about Job's character and who he was. Um, I'm, you are upright and blameless. Yes, my wife just said that. Upright yes. and blameless. That's a good definition. That's that's who that's who we're talking about in the book of Job. Job himself. Some people say Job because it looks like it, but the the book of Job is how it's pronounced. But Satan is allowed to test Job. The Lord the Lord allows us to take take place basically. And that's a hard thing anyway. Like yes. to read and to hear. Yes, it is because you you go through this book thinking, oh, how can it get any worse? He he loses everything, mm-hmm. and when I say everything, I mean all of his kids, his family. At one point, he's in that you hear the term sometimes when you're speaking about the Bible of sackcloth and ashes, and they would they would tear their when they're in mourning they they tear the clothes from their body and they, they rub ashes onto themselves. They're, they're, they're done. They're spent. They, 
everything has been taken. And he's, he's at this point later on in the book, and he has these three friends who he's in communication with, too. Um, the Lord, or Job is crying out. It says, uh, I'm not in the right chapter here, but he, he cries out to the Lord. And when I mentioned earlier, his wildly blurting out, mm-hmm. he's doing more than calling out. He's, 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 he's saying things to the Lord that, man, if you're a Christian, that, that sounds a little, <laughs> sounds a little scary. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It, you know, it, it'd be like someone coming up to me, asking me or telling me how to do something I've done for 20 years, you know, like, right. well, you don't even know what you're talking about, but it's even more so because he's not calling out to a person. Job is telling the Lord, telling the Lord some things. He's being honest with him though. Right. And, right. Honest feelings. That yeah, is so, that, I mean that, I mean, who has not had to wrestle with something like that where you feel yeah. like everything's just been taken, you yes. know, and you have to have those honest conversations with the Lord. I think a lot of times as believers, we don't like to talk about that because it's a little uncomfortable. So I'm really glad you're bringing it up. It's, it isn't comfortable. And I, I didn't, it, it had been a while since I just sat down and read. I've never just sat down and read through the whole book in one night, but like, right you go through these different emotions when you read the book, uh, just sort of looking over and I'm probably doing an awful job at like trying to put everything in a nutshell here. But, but basically he goes through all this and it also says that even though Job said these things to the Lord, he, he wasn't, it wasn't counted against him Mm. because Mm -hmm. at the end it, it's him saying to the Lord, Lord, I'm sorry. I know not what I, I, I spoke. Right, uh, right. You are, you, everything you say you are, you are. Your, your purpose and your power, they will not fail. And that, to, the, oh, to that end, to that end, even if we were to leave off on that book before it goes into all these things that the Lord gave back to him, physical things that we think of as good right. things. Right. Like family. Like family. family. That's nice to have. Yeah. Uh, You know, these these things that we need. The book hits on the fact that even if that wasn't there, Mm -hmm. the Lord's still worthy. And he is who he says he is. He is who he says he is. I love how that is followed by the purpose in his plan. Yes. You know, because a lot of times we, we kind of separate... We separate God's plan and God's purpose, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. But, yeah. I think Sorry, I, I'm going to completely interrupt you. I didn't mean to do that. No, no, I didn't have a thought. That I'm just, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm always kind of stunned by phrases like that in the Bible. Mm-hmm. And there are so many that when you, when you have a relationship with God, the reason why we use Scripture so much on this podcast is because it's not just words for us. I mean, it's people. It's coming from people that know God, that have experienced Him, and these words are life to us. They're life. Yes. So whenever you are completely spent and you're completely done and have no more to give or can hardly even muster up a breath, like that's whenever we turn to God and we say, even, even in this, you are who you say you are. So I just had to take a second to think about that. <laughs> to yes. think about that, I had to... It's mm-hmm. well. It's so important because I think so many people may go, mm-hmm. 
either have been to church somewhere or don't, or, you know, maybe put off by church, which I, I see tons of people who get turned off from other people at church, maybe feeling like they're being judged or looked down on or whatever purpose, you know, whatever reason. Um, I've, I've been there. I've felt that way before. Even as a pastor's kid, I, I left to go to college and I sort of was trying to do my own thing and I, I felt that way. Uh, I think, I think it's important. Well, I don't think I know it's important for Christians, those who claim to be a Christ follower, to know that this whole idea of seeking perfection in anything on this earth is completely and utterly impossible. It that is. sounds like a defeating statement, but for a Christian, it's not. It's it's, it's really reliant. freeing. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's not on my shoulders anymore. I've given it to the Lord, and it's not a once-and-done thing. It's every day when my brother died, Lord, I've got some bitter feelings inside of me. You're going to have to take him away because I'm I'm either going to choose someone's head off today out of, you know, someone that doesn't deserve it. Even if they did, it wouldn't be right. But right. the Lord's going to have to work in me every moment because, and it still hits me. I'll be, I'll be honest with you, through, through, uh, uh, two nights ago, I had a dream, and I was talking to my brother, and we were talking about hand tools because he he was a guitar <laughs> luthier is what they call him, but it's a guitar maker, uh, and acoustic guitars is what he built. And we were talking about these hand tools, and again, this is a dream. This never took place, but it was it was funny because it was just us relating, and we were like, oh man, yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. That's what I would have used too. And it's so simple to anyone else. They'd probably be like, David, that's a dumb dream. But <laughs> for me, for me, it was one of those, it, it was sweet. And then I woke up and realized, oh yeah, he's not here. <sighs> and, and then you, you, you get reminded of it again. And there's mm-hmm. the heavy stuff that, that doesn't leave, uh, fully. I don't think D- during my time on this earth, I don't right, think that right. way. He was too big of a part of my life. I think most people would agree with you on that too. You know, like when we lose people, that doesn't, it doesn't, you're never just, you don't just wake up and you're totally fine one day with it all. Right. But I'll, I'll tell you this. I've never experienced the Lord more than I have in this last, let's see, March, April, May, June, July, five months. In the last five months, I've seen him in ways that that's not just, me being like going to a camp for a summer and being whoo fired up and then coming back back home it's uh it's moment by moment by moment and when i say a moment i mean one second i might be feeling completely and utterly just done my mind and my heart is completely and utterly focused on me and my emotions at that moment because i've I've lost somebody. I'm hurting. Right. And then the Lord uses either other people or he, I get a scripture that, that just gets thrust back into my mind. And that's so important for a believer to carry God's word. And the one we mentioned it, you you mentioned it the other day, uh, we were talking sort of preparing for this, trying to pick a day out that we could, we could get together and do this, but it, um, let's see. I'm, I'm going to lose my thoughts here. One second. One second. 
Okay. Um, th- this is a different verse, but it, it, it hits on this. It's, and we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. Mm. Now, here's, here's what I have to say about that. <laughs> and then I'll, I'll move on. But for me, he works all things for good. If you, if you're a believer, um, if you, if you know the Lord, what he's speaking to there is not, oh, hey, I wish I had a car. I want a car or I need something physically. It's, 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 it's to give him glory and all right. things. He's working that to take place. So I can either be a part of that or I can be separated from that. Oh, yeah. And so for me, that good that's being spoke of there is just being reminded every moment that I'm not alone. Mm -hmm. I have to believe that lie. I'm not alone. I don't have to do this by myself. So why am I trying? Why am I trying to take something and deal with something that isn't meant for these shoulders? It's meant it's meant for his. It is. It's me trying to, in a really weird way, steal glory from the Lord. Because we, I think every guy, if they were to admit it, wants to to be that masculine man who can just take on the world. But I, I can't. And I'm okay with admitting that because it's uh, life up to this point has taught me that, man, I'm, I'm just an imperfect person and I, I need... I need the Lord because he, he is everything that he says he is. I, I can't always put it into words all the time, but the beauty of it is I, I can't put him into words. I, I can't fully put him into everything through the English language that he is. Uh, right. That that has been proven to me over and over, not just this year, definitely this year through, through the death of loved ones, but... Uh, age 16, I was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes, and, and that was a rough time. I, I went into a deep, deep, deep depression. Um, my, my testimony is age 17, I believe. I tried to commit suicide because I was done. I couldn't deal with it. Um, I, I was given something that I didn't ask for, and I was mad about it, and... These were my emotions, and I can I can remember those vividly because they, if I allow them to, they can creep back in. But, and I'm telling you, they can creep back in daily if I, I will allow them if given the given the opportunity. That's that's who me as a human being is capable of. Right. Right. Apart from the Lord, that's apart what from, I'm capable yeah. of. Mm-hmm. And so, I, I noticed that early on at age 17. Um, I, I went through some some dark times during just even being a teenager, you know, just not even figuring stuff out, really being young, but being hit with that. Uh, it wasn't until I got married, <clears throat> two years into our marriage, uh, my wife April found me having a seizure at the foot of her, in, in her bedroom that she grew up in. And her dad, thankfully, is a licensed DMT. Oh, wow. And... I woke up with her dad and these two other gentlemen asking me questions and I'm, I'm laying there on the floor in my underwear cause I had just woken up. And oh no. I, I lost 
uh, I had short-term memory loss for about oh. 45 minutes. Oh, man. April, anyone, any women out there who might be listening to this can only imagine, like, what that might feel like on her end. No, I can't even imagine. I can't, I can't uh, even go there. Yeah. And I've, I've had to see, she's had that she's affected by it now. So there's, there's right. that. Right. So, yeah, there's, there's two ways about it. I mean, I can either get angry about it and just blah, which I do. Uh, at times I do. And I'm, I've, I go to the Lord with those things. I can. Mm-hmm. Book of Job shows that. You can do that. But uh, he's... He's been faithful, and I still can't tell you why. Why is not the good question to ask, because I don't have the ability to know God's purpose and everything. But I can know that He is working everything for the good of those who love Him and who seek Him. Um, and in that, my story, my part in all this is that I get to see it, I get to experience Him in it, and I get to grow in that relationship in it. And that's huge because uh, the Bible is 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 uh, God is love. God is love. Well, what does that mean? You know, what what does all that mean for for me? It's just that my testimony. It's he's he has never left my side, even when I when I think he has. He's always been there. He's never once decided he's not worth it. Um. And left me stranded somewhere wondering what's going on. I've never felt. I've always come out on the other side with him pulling me up from something. And he's always been faithful to do that. I don't know anyone, even my parents, as awesome as they are, as godly as they are, no one can love me the way the Lord does. Mm-hmm. And... If I were to, going back to the question you asked, if that, that's how I would answer that is, I, without the Lord, I couldn't be a good husband. I couldn't be a good, a good dad to our two-year-old, our crazy two-year-old. <laughs> I've got one of those. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that's, if I were just, uh, that, that would be in a nutshell is that he's, he's promised to never leave me. He's promised to never forsake me. And uh, it's it's a free gift. I just have to I have to be willing to say, hey, I'm I'm not perfect in this, and you know what's going on. I don't, and that's that oh, takes that's a so, lot of trust. Huh? <laughs> oh, so good though when you can make that when you can just try it. Just try yes. it. You know, sometimes it's yeah. You, we don't know every step of the way. I don't know what's going to happen next. I. Um, and the, this year's been been evidence of that. Of right, we right. Don't know when our time will come, but uh, even through the pain of you know, as we move forward this this Christmas and having our first Christmas without my brother and um, his little girls, my goodness, that's so hard to see. But I've I've seen the Lord. They don't. I don't even know if they know, but they. They say some things that just oh, they fill your heart up, and it's it's. Uh, I wouldn't have missed this. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have asked for this. Right. Right. But being on the other side of where we're at now, I'm so glad the Lord used my brother in the way He did. And on March twenty 
23rd or 24th. I can't remember the exact day. My brother's ministry ended. And that that was the day the Lord took him home. The Lord used him all the way up until that day. And if I if I was to and I, I'll I'll talk way too much. I, I just have to share this part. My brother's guitar building, it was called pros, which is a Greek word. And it was used it was used um, in the Bible to describe horses that were taken from the wild and they were trained for war. And whenever they were trained up to the, uh, I don't know what you'd call it, whenever they were trained well enough to be used by the soldiers, the Roman mm-hmm. soldiers, they were labeled as pros, wow. which means responding to the master's touch. And that's what he named his guitars. And in his... That is powerful. It, yeah. Uh, his, his life reflected that. And I, I don't know how and everything that he felt, but me and my brother related to each other really well towards the end because you... You get separated somewhat from everyone else when you have an illness. Uh, that's hard to describe, but oh man, uh, the Lord used him in ways and is still using how he decided to live the last three years of his life and even before then, well before then, but through his family, his wife, the Lord is continuing. And that's what I see is the Lord's continuing continuing to work and how exciting that is to see of yes I can't I can't see my brother with my physical eyes right now but I know where he is and the Lord's the Lord's still working I don't want to still using it he's still continuing his ministry through his legacy I love I love that I love that that is so that's that's so powerful responding to the master's touch man (laughs) that's something that you that you just got to sit with a minute yeah, and as as a believer, that's kind of exactly what we're created to do, you know. And mm-hmm. part of part of our story is part of you know part of the ministry with I know him too is is using everything that God has you know has placed in our lap, has allowed to happen that or things that we have chosen of our own you know decision making, whatever has happened in our lives, um, just to be in a place where we can offer that to the Lord. And and I feel like that is exactly what your brother has done, even even in his passing. Like he continues to offer that because of his faith. Yes. That's incredible. That not many, that not a lot of people get to have, but that we strive for. You know, yeah. Hebrews is it Hebrews twelve that talks about the cloud of saints that we've yeah. got. You know, surrounding us. And I think you know all those people in the Bible, but also those people that are with Jesus before we are. You know, people like your brother, like they're there. They're saying like, he, God is there. Like, just like you said, he's with you. He's never going to leave you. You know, mm-hmm. he's saying, I like, like he keep going, keep running the race because it's hard, yes. but yes. it's so worth it. It's so, it's so, so worth it. So as we, as we kind of wrap up our time today, David, um, kind of especially talking in Hebrews, we always kind of like to end with something. Hebrews 10, 22, and 23 kind of shares that we can have confidence about God, about what God will do in the future because of what He's done in the past. So yeah. how would you encourage our listeners out there 
regarding endurance for whatever may lie ahead for them from what you from how you've experienced God? Sure. I I could answer that. I I go to the Psalms and the Lord has used David who was just a David made a lot of mistakes in his life in the book of Psalms. Um, but he, he would recognize the Lord and worship him through Psalm, through songs in the Psalms. And he would call out to him and he would say, bless the Lord. Oh, my soul, bless the Lord, bless the Lord. Mm. And I see a man who's broken. I see a man who probably when he's saying bless the Lord is probably pounding on his chest, trying to remind himself, bless the Lord. Come on. You need to work. soul. you need to work. Wow. Because right now I don't I don't have it in me. Like bless bless the Lord because He's worthy. He's worthy of that. And sometimes just preaching those things to yourself during the day of just no matter what comes along, I know I can't handle this. But Lord, you are worthy, and I'm I'm claiming you right now. And I that's where I can't imagine. I can't imagine going through anything without him. So I, I have to, I have to go back to that of just like what you're saying, reminding, reminding yourself that even if nothing else in my, in my mind, you know, happens, that's good in quotations, you know, that mm-hmm. it's good in my life, the way I see good. If it's just not fun, the Lord's still worthy because of what he's already done. Amen. It's life on the cross. That's that's all that's needed. He's taking care of what was necessary, something that no one else could do, no one else can do, and he did it once and for all. So it's it is finished. Easter circles around. It is finished. He he yelled that himself from the cross. It's it is finished. <sighs> that that's so good to lean back on whenever you're going through a moment of just and I can't do this, but it it's finished. It's finished. Praise the Lord. I don't have to lean. I don't have to lean on trying to figure this out. It's finished. Right. Right. Amen. Well, I don't think you could end on a better note than that. So I guess we'll go ahead and we'll go ahead and stop there, David. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for partnering with us in this Thank ministry. You. That was so powerful, and I know that that is going to be so such an encouraging word for so many. I mean. And what a powerful image of David just, you know, reminding us. That's so applicable. I think that's so many that that's something that everyone can do. I love that you shared that. Thank you for thinking about that for us, because I think that's going to be really effective. Just, you know, whenever our whenever our our hearts can't feel it, we got to We got to put on our helmet of salvation. What do we know? What do we know is true and claim that. Um so again, thank you for, for partnering with us in ministry. And um, if anyone out there is listening and if you've experienced God and you're interested and if you're interested in partnering with us and sharing your story, you can send us an email at I know him blog at hotmail.com and we'll be in touch with you. Um, if you are also interested, this is really important to us. If you're interested in just knowing more about what it means to begin a relationship with God contact us, send us an email, and we'd love to answer any questions you have, as well as to pray for you. We'd love to pray for you in your endeavor to know Him. That's all we've got for today. Um, We're praying for you guys that have heard this. We're praying for you, David. Thank you for um, carving out some time with us. 
tell, tell April thank you. Give her a big hug for me. And yeah. that's all we've got. We'll see you guys next week. <laughs>